Welcome to Voices of E-Learning, reflecting the people living and breathing the future of education and online learning with your host, J.W. Marshall. Hello and welcome everyone to today's podcast. I am very excited about our guest, Adam Smith. He is the uh, CEO of Adam Smith Media, also Ally XR, uh, the project director for Today, the Today Foundation. Uh, there's a lot of ground that we're going to cover today, so I'm going to let uh, Adam introduce himself briefly, and then we're going to dive right into some questions. Well, JW, thank you uh, very much for the opportunity to, to speak on your podcast today. I know we're we're in a unique time, uh, especially with the pandemic, with COVID, uh, to talk technology and and you know also delve into sports uh but uh glad to be here thank you so much absolutely um and if you could start out just by uh i mean we've known each other for quite a long time uh back to your days with teacher tube but maybe just a little bit about your background and and then kind of where you're at today with uh the the projects that you're working on yeah absolutely so my brother and i co-founded uh yeah teacher tube uh which was teachertube.com uh, back in 2006, uh, he uh, was a teacher, coach, principal, superintendent, and uh, we we're actually 10 years apart. And he came to me with the idea, and I've always been, you know, I love technology uh, itself. Uh, and he came to me and said, Adam, there's something, you know, uh, you know, evolving with video um, that he's seeing that, um, you know, we need to pay attention to. Uh, and, and in fact, he said he wanted to, um, kind of dual purpose his newsrooms at his high school. And uh, I remember at McKinney North, they were building, uh, or renovating their new, uh, journalism room that also included a, a kind of a news area. If you guys, I want to date myself with, uh, with channel one. When they brought it kind of in house where high school started to bring it in house where kids started to do the own news, talked about homecoming, football, but you know, sports, whatever it may be. Uh, he came to me and said, uh, they're dual purposing that facility or that, that classroom, uh, with, uh, the cameras with his teachers and his purpose there with his teachers were, were, were essentially professional development. Uh, and capturing his best and brightest teachers because he had some that were retiring, uh, some were, that were new on the team that needed to catch up. Uh, and more importantly, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, getting everybody on the same page, especially when school started, uh, you know, capturing those, those videos and some of these veteran teachers, you know, they, they've seen some of these videos, you know, for the past 20 years. Um, and so they knew exactly what they needed to do. So it kind of sped up the process and, and really became, um, you know, a, a professional development tool, you know, for him that they kind of developed internally. Well, what happened was, is that, that was the intranet back then. They've accumulated, uh, you know, a lot of videos over a couple of months and it was kind of difficult for them to start, you know, searching their videos or even, uh, you know, capturing, they, they covered that. And he said, could you make this online where teachers could also assess and do professional development, you know, at their home as well? And so lo and behold, you know, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, two years removed from, you know, uh, college, uh, I, again, playing baseball, uh, you know, that summer, uh, and, um, still had technology kind of in my blood. 
And he said, is there something that you can kind of, you know, do some research on and look up? Well, lo and behold, I found some open source coding that I kind of re-engineered that allowed you to log in, uh, upload a video, put a title, tags, and description. We became the YouTube for teachers. And so, and how that, that became was just internally for McKinney High School at that time, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, we bought the domain teachertube.com, believe it or not, for 50 bucks off of eBay. And uh, we didn't know what we were doing. And, and to tell you exactly why we didn't know what we were doing, once we put the domain out there and their teachers started using it, uh, you know, we didn't realize that anyone could access those videos, you know, and luckily there were professional development, you know, and there was, uh, you know, nothing to hide or anything. But what happened was, is that uh, I'll never forget one weekend, you know, we had about 10 teachers that were utilizing the platform, you know, internally. Uh, and then all of a sudden, one weekend we had, you know, 100 people started to sign up, you know, 500 people starting to sign up. I'm like, what's where are we getting spammed? And I started looking at the emails and I realized that, hey, these were L.A. County schools. These were, you know, Louisiana Department of Education schools. These were, you know, local Texas, other Texas, you know, schools, uh, northern schools started to. And then I started seeing other teachers upload, started uploading their own videos. And we both, I remember, looked at each other and like, hey, we have something here. And um, and. Yes, you know, obviously we did. I mean, we, that weekend, we, we had 16,000 people sign up. Uh, at that time, blogging was very popular among educators. Uh, and, um, you know, we became a really a, a viral, you know, company, um, you know, um, you know, and a great resource, you know, for teachers. That's what they were looking for. Uh, and that was that need. And so, uh, lo and behold, you know, that 16 ended up 18 months later growing to 300,000, uh, to all the way up until we got acquired in 2017, uh, right around 300, three and a half million uh, registered users, uh, on average about 12 million, you know, uh, unique views per month and, uh, you know, really grew along the way. Wow. And so that was, that was a quite a run from what 2007 to 2017 about 10 years yeah about it was exactly 10 years absolutely and you know that was one of our you know deciding factors as well you know we've been in business for you know essentially 10 years and, and again we were it was a side hustle you know for uh 2007 till about i uh, gosh 2012 believe it or not um you know uh there my brother was a superintendent and I was a project engineer uh, at the time. And we were, you know, we were exhausting all of our funds, you know, back into the program, uh, you know, until we really, when we hit our millionth user in 2012, that was when, you know, again, it was a major decision that we had to make is, you know, one of us had to jump on board and which was me, obviously, uh, that, uh, you know, my brother was in a great position at Melissa ISD as a superintendent and, um, you know, I, I kind of knew the technical side. So I jumped on board first, uh, you know, that 2012, um, when we reached our millionth user, uh, we started to, you know, how, how do we monetize it to help support it? You know, and we always ran it lean, you know, there wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't have, you know, a lot of employees. We exhausted back into the program itself, the platform, uh, 2013, 
Uh, believe it or not, it was a great year for us. You know, we, we added another million user and we, and I, we were able to afford my brother, uh, to get a, you know, full time. And then, um, you know, really started to understand it and, um, you know, kept, kept growing and, and, you know, um, you know, kept, kept adding new features and, you know, really, truly it became really a safe environment for teachers, you know, just providing that need you know, for the teachers, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, trust me, YouTube's a great resource, you know, Vimeo, Wistia, all those other, all of them are great resources. It's just depending on how you used it. And I think we, what we did really well is catered back to the educator. Um, you know, we implemented standards where you can align standards to the videos, um, you know, rate them, you know, we had, you know, that, that was big on us. Um, and it also forced situation, it pushed us to, to become better as well. I know we implemented, you know, an approval process, uh, that was really innovative in its time to where it, it took snapshots of videos, um, you know, images that really it, it detected, you know, if it was appropriate or not. Um, and, uh, and we also relied on the community too as well. So we built in features, you know, to not only flag it, you know, videos, uh, but not only rate them based on their state standards if needed. We didn't just, you know, have it just for Texas or, or just for California. You know, they could apply their own tags, uh, you know, create their own playlist. Um, and it, it was definitely an 80-20, you know, that we saw amongst uh, the users itself. And what I mean by that is, you know, 20% of the users and teachers um, you know, produced and uploaded content and the remaining 80, uh, utilized the content. Uh, and we saw that a lot, but it became inefficient. I mean, you think about math. I mean, two plus two is not going to change. Um, and we, we always received emails, you know, appreciating, uh, you know, the content being placed on there and, and also connected teachers from around the world. I remember a teacher from North Carolina that was really good at, um, you know, teaching math and she was, she was a rapping math teacher. And, and yeah, absolutely. And loved it. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how many people, you know, always came to us and said, Hey, can we reach out to her? You know, I'm, you know, and absolutely. And there was always comments and, uh, you know, the kids really got engaged in, in regards to all that. Well, and I think that really, uh, kind of translates into a lot of the, the transition and change that's happening today. Uh, if there's already a great video from the teacher of the University of North Carolina, uh, uh, on math, then why do thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other math teachers need to recreate that video? Right? Yeah, absolutely. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's what we found out, you know, math, science, and history, you know, the, a lot of that, uh, you know, some, some, you know, in most cases, teachers, they need something fairly quick, you know, if, if, uh, um, you know, to show the kids and especially again, you know, with YouTube on the rise, that's where the kids were. And that's where, although I'm sure they saw, you know, different music videos, funny videos and all that stuff, but they were utilizing that platform. So when we brought teacher tube into the educational space, uh, you know, the kids really thought it was cool. You know, they knew once they went to TeacherTube, it was going to be all educational. And if they try to search something, you know, it, it's going to bring up some type of educational video, um, you know, provided by users itself. But they understood how the workings, you know, how to utilize that. And the teachers appreciated that um, because it really met the needs for the student, uh, you know, 
uh, and the technology itself. So that leads me to my next question. If this has been around for 13 plus years now, uh, why weren't schools more ready to go digital? And I know there's more to converting to digital than video, but it seems like a lot of this had been building online for quite a while. Um, why do you think it it was such a shock to the system? You know, infrastructure. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of that, you know, technology, especially, you know, specifically on video and video streaming and bandwidth uh, was always an issue, uh, you know, amongst, you know, different, uh, you know, school districts. And, and, and technically it comes down to budget, you know, budgeting those infrastructures itself. Um, I think, you know, we previously spoke to in regards to we were part of a study with the journal uh, talking about that same subject. You know, they did a stress test of utilizing our system within schools of how much bandwidth is actually needed, you know, to stream videos at a high school, junior high and, and you know, um, uh, you know, elementary level. And so the, in those baselines, believe it or not, became very important reporting and data uh, to allow funding. Um, you know, especially in the 2013, I think that's when we had our spike, 2013, 2014, a lot of funding, technology funding, uh, especially from the government, uh, grants became available to really set those infrastructures up to support, you know, video and uh, in, in media and technology in general uh, to the classroom itself. Uh, you know, IT's, IT directors loved us too as well. You know, not only that we were safe, but they allowed to store, you know, all their video, which is, you know, high megabyte, you know, file copies. It didn't, you know, we became their storage, you know, depository or library, if you will. And so, um, you know, it became really efficient, you know, in regards to that. So you had a great run for 10 years with the TeacherTube, a very video-based uh, platform. Now, in the last three years since uh, exiting out of that, you are in all kinds of media. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, XR, uh, augmented, mixed, virtual reality, and some of the exciting things that have really developed here in the last couple of years. You know, uh, really, the the both of uh, you know, uh, you know, A Smith Media and Ally were both really unfinished business uh, that that I that we learned during TeacherTube. Um, that I felt personally that, uh, I needed to really continue on in pursuing. And with A Smith Media, you know, it was social media. I remember, you know, the latter part, we were late to the game with TeacherTube, you know, getting on Twitter, um, you know, you know, getting on Pinterest, you know, getting on Facebook. We, you know, we were late to the game in regards to that. And ultimately we, we figured it out and that, you know, it did help our growth. Um, you know, of, of, of getting the word out of, of TeacherTube, you know, itself. And so, we, you know, with Asmith Media, um, I created that to really implement. I'll never forget, you know, one of my mentors after we got acquired, he said, he said, you know, I, I would advise you to go into maybe some other verticals just to see, you know, hey, how important is that tech to you? Or you may find another, you know, other verticals um, that need some type of, you know, educational push or training, you know, itself. So I did. And, uh, lo and behold, it's like with anything else that you start up, you start off with family and friends, uh, colleagues, uh, and then you, um, and, and which I did. So I started helping out some family and friends, you know, with their social media and, uh, really didn't ask for anything, you know, and, um, 
And of course, you know, family and friends said, Hey, it's starting to work. Um, you know, and they're like, Hey, we would pay you for this. And so that, that's really where, you know, A Smith Media started. So I've started picking up some clients, um, you know, till to, to, you know, up, uh, you know, still to this day, uh, have a great client base. Uh, again, we primarily, you know, do social media. Um, we, uh, distribute really well. Uh, you know, it's funny that we're on this podcast. I, I, I promote to our clients to do podcasts. Um, you know, even educators out there, um, you know, to, to have them do podcasts. I, I in fact, I've got a, a lawyer and even a salesperson, uh, you know, a mortgage, uh, guy that I, I, one of our clients that does a podcast too as well, you know, and so I think it's, it's distribution, um, because you want to meet, you know, and we learned this from TeacherTube, especially off Pinterest, uh, for example, you know, we did the Facebook and Twitter you know, immediately when we said, Hey, we need to take an initiative to grow our audience on social media. Um, and w- the last one that we did was Pinterest. And we realized that there was a lot of, you know, teachers that gravitated towards Pinterest. And so we, um, figured out, Hey, we need to, you know, be active on Pinterest as well, in which we did. And so, uh, that's where my philosophy of, you know, of what we do is, again, teach, don't sell and, you know, be everywhere and then just double down on where people, where you find your target market. And so that's kind of been the, the simplistic, you know, philosophy. Um, we are full on content marketing. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's what we do well. And so, and that's, again, I talk about unfinished business with, you know, with teacher tube. Actually, it's not unfinished. It's more or less of that. That's what I learned because I know it works, you know, just being everywhere. Um, and with, you know, Ally, that came about in, uh, let's see, 2012. Uh, we had a partnership uh, when we were at teacher tube. We had a partnership with Staples. And I was, I found and got very interested in Unity, which is more or less building games. It's a game builder. Um, and it's a platform. It's, it's matured, you know, to its finest, you know, now. And one thing that when I remember when they added augmented reality to their builder and I got very interested, I thought this is the coolest thing. You mean our phone can, you know, just mirror or identify an object and produce it. And it's that simple. And so, um, really got interested. And I remember our partnership with Staples and they wanted to, you know, not only there, they came to us and said, Hey, listen, you know, we not, we have an educational department, you know, we, um, and we don't, we don't want to just become a paper and pen company to educators. We want to do more. We want to reach them. We want to reach teachers. And video was a great answer. So, you know, they provided, you know, a, you know, training videos, you know, different, you know, how to use your printer, uh, you know, and, and, you know, multiple. So that was an easy step. And I'll never forget, we had a great relationship with them. And I said, Hey, let's ante up, you know, let's, let's check. Let's, I've, I've got something that you guys may be interested in. And, uh, I ended up creating and, and basically learning through Unity augmented reality and created a printer. 
that had gears on it. And you would, it would show up on your phone, you know, it would project off of a piece of paper. It would augment, you know, in its space and there would be a printer and you would click on the printer. The gears would pop out and then the student would just kind of put the puzzles back together or the pieces back together. So there'd be like an ink cartridge and then you just slide the ink cartridge back into the thing. And I, th- and I thought, okay, let's, where do we go with that? Well, you know, uh, it just kind of, it just kind of marinated and we ended up getting busy on some other projects and I kind of shelved it. And so, um, lo and behold, you know, after we got acquired, uh, another, uh, uh, hospitality company came to me and said, um, Hey, listen, we have, uh, a, we have, we have this opportunity, um, to work this, you know, with, with sandals and, uh, and beaches. And he came to me and said, Hey, you know, we, we have any ideas. And I thought, yes, I do. Um, you know, and so it was augmented reality. And so we created a scavenger hunt for this four sandals and beaches and, uh, via augmented reality. So kids could go around the resort and find an augmented, you know, whether if it's a mural or whatever it may be and found, uh, augmented reality. You know, my heart always goes back to education. And, you know, uh, dealing with, you know, whether if it's DOD or government or even at the university level uh, or uh, at the uh, K-12 level, you know, there's an opportunity there to train, too, as well. Um, I know that, um, you know, especially with a virtual, you know, even with this pandemic, uh, you know, with, you know, virtual tours, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating of what you can do there with that, even on an educational purpose itself. Yeah, and, and that kind of leads me to my next question. We focus a lot on K twelve and higher ed, um, but what about for the the B two B market for you know upskilling that type of thing? Have you had a chance to work with any companies in that uh, in that sector? Uh, yes, we we have. Uh, you know, more so on you know the training side. Um, and what we also include, you know, with, with kind of with our packages and, you know, what, again, you know, having an education at heart is, you know, we, we, we built a, you know, LMS with all of our training, uh, even if it, if it has virtual reality or augmented reality, um, you know, to it, um, we, we include, you know, that learning management system to collect data and really assess people and, uh, you know, and implement, you know, virtual, uh, again, or augmented. Uh, to have that, you know, you know, sense of uh, whatever it may be, you know, for instance, like painting uh, an aircraft. And so in lieu of, of, of bringing in a huge aircraft into a facility and, uh, you know, painting it and wait, you know, not wasting paint, but using paint, uh, having to set it up when you can put on your, you know, virtual goggles, your Oculus, and you can, you know, literally start practicing, you know, painting, you know, an aircraft. Um, and so that's where a lot of that, you know, I can see even in the high hazardous jobs, you know, uh, training, you know, virtual, uh, like your first responders is also another, you know, uh, especially, you know, police training, uh, fire training, uh, you know, all of that, uh, you know, all makes, all makes sense to get into that, you know, virtual immersive experience. And it's all about training. It's all about repetition at that point. And, you know, with the technology, um, you know, definitely what I've seen, especially with augmented and virtual reality, the devices are now just starting to catch up with the technology. 
and I think that's what what I firmly believe what happened in 2012. You know that when I figured out you know how to do uh, augmented reality, yes, it worked, but you know, did everyone have you know like the iPhones that we have today that support you know the technology behind it uh, that support the process? And so I think we're in a great spot you know right now. Uh, with the technology itself, and it's only going to get better as it matures. Absolutely, and, and my listeners will know I like to refer this to this time as a uh, the beginning of the golden age of of online learning right. of education. Really, yes. um, it's really exciting time. And, and to your point about uh, the AR and VR, I believe it was the CES conference last year. Uh, if you can remember back to a day when we had physical conferences, uh, <laughs> that uh, there was virtual reality with uh, firefighter training mm-hmm. and uh, they actually had like weighted hose uh, replicas and things mm-hmm. so there was a lot of you know the gear and everything but not only was it the safety but the cost of setting yes. the building on fire so that yes. uh, you know firefighters in training could learn how to put out the fires uh, you know multiple times it just was very expensive and very dangerous and so it's really exciting to see some real practical applications and like you said the hardware starting to catch up with the softwares is pretty exciting as well and like, like you said especially those hazardous you know and what's what's so crazy and I'm really bullish you know on on eSports I, I just it's just and I, I just see that uh, you know, just even with the graphics on games these days become so real, um, you know, I can imagine, you know, those hazardous jobs, you know, that's all, it's all about putting yourself in repetition, um, you know, of knowing that you can get it right over and over and over. It brings back to our sports days, right? Uh, you know, and so that's why we practice. You practice, practice, practice until until you get it right. And speaking of sports, that's a great segue. I know you're working on a new project uh, with 360 uh, video uh, in the in the Major League Baseball, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, you know, we're, we're ultimately, um, you know, what I could say is that you know, a virtual broadcast network is ultimately what we want to be able to do and and bring vantage points like no other, um, like you know that you've seen before. Uh, a lot of uh, you know. And again, this is all nothing new. It's just how you implement it. You know, we want to be able to bring, you know, different angles to the dugout, left field, right field, you know, third base, um, and really, you know, bring that different angle to the, the, the viewer themselves. You know, we really want to dig into, you know, as if we were there. Um, and we, you know, we really came up with the idea, you know, pre pandemic and it's really kind of escalated fairly quickly, you know, for us to, you know, put ourselves in a forced situation, uh, you know, to really escalate, you know, our technology that we've, we've developed and we're still currently developing, you know, to, to fine tune it. Um, but we're really excited about the project. Um, we think there's a lot to come up uh, about it. Um, and it just makes sense, you know, in regards to getting those, and especially us, you know, being a, a sports guy, um, you know, bringing those angles and, and, you know, even if it's not, you know, utilize, utilizing, you know, a, an Oculus, but, you know, utilizing your phone and seeing those angles, um, you know, we're, we're also, you know, identifying, you know, even, you know, library of videos, you know, there might be a, a you know, a, a famous player proper, you know, highlight, you know, from a game, um, you know, we want to be able to, to capture that in 360 as if, you know, Hey, you were there. 
uh, I, I always bring up this story in baseball. Uh, I remember in cable, you know, uh, you know, growing, growing up here in Texas, but I remember, you know, growing up and having cable and I remember watching WGN and watching the Cubs and, and I also watched TBS and I watched the Braves. And if you recall, those were two teams that were broadcasted nationally uh, and they weren't just regional, you know, unlike, you know, for us, the Rangers, it was just a regional coverage. But I always loved it because I remember watching the Cubs and I t- still to this day, I'm a Cub fan uh, and a Braves fan uh, just to the sheer fact that, hey, I I, I enjoyed watching them because it was that they were in the National League uh, and, you know, I got to see something different. The pitcher got to hit. And so um, I think we can bring really the same concept. You know, with a virtual broadcast network, you know, and, you know, you know, even with, you know, certain teams, no matter where you're at, you could still get that same feeling as if you're at the game. That sounds like a great opportunity. And uh, it's going to be exciting to keep up with you uh, over the next uh, couple of months and uh, see where this goes next. That is all the time that we have uh, for today. But uh, we've got more to cover with Adam in a future episode, I'm sure. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you, J.O.B. Of course. And everybody out there for listening, thank you so much. And uh, don't forget to keep learning. <laughs>